So we got a little faith ditty for you guys today. I am pretty excited about this. Uh, I tend to get pretty excited about most, if not all, of the podcast episodes. But uh, we're going to dig into Galatians. We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. This is one of the most famous passages in the New Testament, I believe. And so you will likely recognize it when we go through it. But I want to dig into Paul's choice of using fruit or fruits, as we talk about in the episode today. I want to dig into that. I want to dig into that imagery. I want to dig into that illustration because I think if we actually unpack what fruit actually is and how it relates to these characteristics that he lists, I think we can learn a lot about our growth as a Christian or our potential growth as a Christian. So without further ado, here is Growing in the Spirit. So I think it's pretty safe to say that we all want to grow, right? I think we all want to get better. I think we all want to get wiser. I think we all want to get more mature, etc. Now, obviously, you know, this is true through a Christian lens, but even if you're a pagan out there, I think we all share this common denominator. We all want to grow in our lives. Well, either way, right, Christian non-Christian, pagan, non-pagan. If we do turn to the Bible for some guidance, this will be our reference point today. I think we're going to learn quite a bit. So if we if we focus on a passage from Galatians written by Paul, this is going to be Galatians 5, 22 to 23, where Paul talks specifically about Growing in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is one of the most famous passages in maybe all of the New Testament. You know, I know I say that a lot because a lot of them are pretty famous. But I think, I really think this one is in, you know, the top 10, 20, 100. I don't know. But it's up there. So Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So if you count that list, it's nine things. Easy enough, right? We check those off day in, day out, and we are all set. We are good to go. Well, probably not. There's probably a little more to it than that. And that's what I want to focus on and talk about today. So growing in the spirit, this is all very similar to what we talked about in episode 143, actually, where we talked about average speed and maximum speed. Now, obviously, that was in a fitness context. And today we're going to apply this in a biblical eternal context so there's a little bit a little bit of a difference there but the basic premise in 143 with the average speed and the maximum speed was slow steady methodical improvements and in this passage from galatians we are left with a very similar message as it relates to these fruits or actually this fruit as paul puts it 
And I just love this illustration with the imagery of fruit. And, you know, it's really funny with, uh, I struggled for a while with using, you know, there's, there's, there's a list of nine things there, right? There's nine characteristics or traits or whatever. But yet Paul uses the singular fruit. And so that always kind of perplexed me a little bit. And at first I was like, well, you know, there may not be too much to this. Like, uh, maybe I don't need to read into this too much. Maybe this is just Paul talking like a regular human being. And what I mean by that is this. Nobody says fruits, right? Like, nobody says, like, hey, when you go to the store, would you get me some fruits? Like, no, nobody, nobody says that, right? Instead, they say, hey, can you grab me some fruit? And the assumption there is, I mean, that could be one kind of fruit or multiple kinds of fruit. Like, you could come back home with one single banana or you could come back home with an entire fruit plate. Both are correct. But nobody says fruits. Everybody just says fruit, right? So I'm like, okay, well, Paul could just be speaking like a normal human here and maybe there's not more to it. But what's interesting is I actually do think there is more to it as I grew and matured, right? And kind of in line with today's topic. I took the time to actually uh, look into this a little bit more. And commentators mentioned that it's singular on purpose to remind us that none of these can be seen in isolation from the other. They're all kind of working in tandem. They're all kind of working collectively as a unit, especially not through the fruit of the Spirit himself, which is purely Christ-like, 100% God in its own right. And thus, it has all of these without blemish. And so I just, I found that a little fascinating, the, 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 singular versus the plural here but either way i think that the choice of fruit itself as the illustration is very very telling for a few reasons and that's what i really want to focus on today first it's this fruit grows of course but fruit grows slowly very very slowly Right? You don't plant a strawberry bush or tree or seed or however you grow strawberries. Apologies to all my strawberry farmers out there who are surely shaking their heads in my ignorance. <laughs> but you don't put your strawberries in the ground one day and then walk out three days later to find bushels upon bushels of strawberries. Like that doesn't happen. Right? That's just not how it works. You have to give it time. You have to give it attention. You have to give it care. You have to give it room, right? You have to give it all these things that require not only an intentionality, right? That's one common string across all of them, but they all just require a lot of time. Well, let's go back to the fruit of the spirit. Your gentleness is no different. If you're just not naturally a gentle person and now you're an adult and you want to become gentler but you've spent the last 30, 35, 40, 50, 60 years not really being too much of a gentle person, not really having a gentle spirit about you, to become gentler 
to focus on making that change, on growing in that characteristic of the spirit, man, it's going to take effort and it's going to take care. And it's going to take room and it's going to take attention. But maybe most of all, just like those strawberries, it's going to take time. And here's another example. Your self-control. Your self-control is no different. If you're naturally an impulsive person, like I tend to be, I'm, I'm very impulsive. I have to actively and intentionally work against my impulsive decision-making. I've gotten better over the years, but it's still something that, 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 that I struggle with. Well, you're not going to flip the switch one day and wake up with incredible levels of self-control. Like I've tried, it doesn't work. Now, you may flip the switch one day to make the effort, right? Like you may, you may turn it on to say, all right, we're going we're gonna to put this front and center, high priority. I'm going to make this change. You may do that. But again, what are you going to need for the change to actually show up and take some ownership in your life? You're going to need time. To really change. To really give yourself room. To really give this the attention and the effort that it requires. You're going to need a whole lot of time. Just like those strawberries. Next, here is another reason why I love the illustration of fruit here. So Groot. So Groot. <laughs> So Fruit, Groot's like what? He's one of the guys on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so not him. But Fruit, so, so Fruit grows over time. Fruit grows slowly. But Fruit also grows organically. Yes, Fruit needs water. It needs sunshine, right? It needs basic levels of attention. But it's growth. Let's leave Monsanto out of it for a minute. It is entirely an organic process. It is entirely done from the inside out. The opposite of organic growth would be, I suppose, mechanical growth. So now, right, now what you're doing is you're bringing in exogenous elements to accelerate the process, right? Like, like, like a building, for example. We don't normally say, like, man, did you see that building? Like, it really grew. I wonder what they're feeding it. Like, like we don't normally say that, right? We would say it was built or constructed or whatever. But still, I think that's a good example of something that is not organic, something that is mechanical growth. But fruit is organic your strawberries, your blueberries, your bananas, your cantaloupes, right? These things grow. These things flourish. These things ripen without these accelerants. No levers, no cranes, just sun, water, time, and attention. So what does that mean for us? Right? What does that mean for the fruit of the Spirit? Well, Becoming gentler has to happen on the inside. One day having more self-control has to happen on the inside. To find more peace 
You've got to find it on the inside. And to really, really love, it's got to come from the heart. And lastly, so we've talked about the fact that fruit grows slowly. We've talked about the fact that fruit grows organically. Lastly, what I find maybe be the most interesting of the illustration here is that fruit grows in seasons. So, for example, we're like oranges. Oranges are summer fruit, right? So oranges are going to flourish and prosper and be plentiful in the summer, right? It's a summer fruit, like peaches. But something like apples... I think are a fall or winter fruit. I actually don't know for sure, but I grew up in Michigan where it's winter 11 and a half months out of the year and we grow a lot of apples. So I just kind of put two things together and I was like, well, this is probably a colder temperature thing. So I'm not, I'm actually not hundred percent sure about that, but just using a little bit of critical thinking, apples seem to do pretty well in colder temperatures. Either way, Right? Summer, winter, fall, spring, whatever. What does all of this remind us? That just like fruit grows sometime of the year and not other times of the year, we will grow in the spirit sometimes in our lives and not other times in our lives. There will be seasons when we grow leaps and bounds in our characters, in our faiths, in our relationships with God, and there will be other seasons when we feel kind of lifeless. No energy. No spunk. Right? Just kind of dead inside. I can say, uh, let's see, it is May of 2020. Autumn and I have now been in Chicago for four and a half years. And I can say with 100% certainty that my time in Chicago, just as a whole, there have been kind of, you know, periods inside of the four and a half years that have been a little bit different from the whole. But just as a whole, it has been an unbelievable season in my life in terms of my growth in biblical knowledge, in terms of my walk with Christ, in terms of my dependence on God in my life, in terms of my actually opening and surrendering parts of my heart to him, right? I don't, I still don't feel like I'm all the way there yet. I still feel like I have a long way to go. But when I look back on, you know, my years in Charlotte, North Carolina, the seven years before we came here, I didn't know it at the time. But looking back now, that was kind of a dead season in my life. I was far too focused on things that had nothing to do with God. I was far too focused on things that had everything to do with me. And make no mistake about it, I still do that quite a bit today. But when I look at this season relative to last season, I'm like, wow, man, God's really done a work in my life the last four and a half years. And so that's just a little bit of a, of a personal example. But you may hear that, right? Where you're like, wow, yeah, I mean, these, these seasons where there is no energy and there is no spunk, and I do just kind of feel dead inside. It kind of brings me down. And it's kind of depressing. Right? I mean, that, that's kind of how I feel. When I think back to my time in Charlotte, like just sharing this with you all right now, I'm like, man, all that time that I wasted. 
right? It feels like I wasted all that time. It feels like there was so much I could have learned about God. I could have learned about Jesus. I could have learned about myself in the process, but I didn't. I was too focused on other things. That can really bring you down. It can really do a number on you psychologically. But as I was preparing for this podcast with you guys, Paul's message, when I sit and I think about it a little bit more, honestly, it is super encouraging. You know why it's super encouraging? Because when I think back to Charlotte, or I think back to any time in my life when I've felt a little dead inside, it's totally normal. Paul is reminding us here. He's, he's telling us a lot in two verses, right? I mean, there's so much to unpack here. I'm barely scratching the surface. I can assure you of that. But one thing he's also telling us alongside all of this unbelievable imagery and this illustration and this information, he's reminding us that this is normal. This should be expected. It doesn't mean you're a bad Christian. It doesn't mean that you're renouncing your faith if you're struggling a little bit or a lot of bit. Right? It just means you're human. It just means that you're littered with sin. But you're no less God's child. It just means that you're broken at the core. But you're no less loved by Jesus himself. And so, if, if nothing else today, man, you know, maybe it gives you a new way to think about your growth in... Christ, your growth in biblical knowledge, your growth in, you know, all this different stuff. I, I hope that it, it encourages you guys to think about that a little bit differently. But I also hope that if you're out there right now and you're in a season where you're feeling a little bit dead, you know, like it's summer and you're trying to grow apples, for example, like we talked about a few minutes ago. I hope that you feel a little bit of relief. I hope that you feel a little bit of God's grace and God's mercy on you right now because you're human. You can't do it all the time. You can't do it every single day. And most of all, you can't do it all by yourself. You need Jesus in your life, in your mind, in your heart. And so as you come to realize that or come to discover that or come to grow in that truth, I just pray that you do feel calming, God's calming hand and spirit on your life and reminding you that, hey, this is going to be a slow process. This is going to be an organic process. And this is going to be a seasonal thing, right? It's not, I'm not going to be running towards the cross every day of my life. I just don't think that that's how, how it works. I, just, I really, truly don't. I wish it were that way. I wish that were the case. I wish that were the truth for anyone. But I just think that the... The degradation of man by the introduction of sin makes that an impossibility. But it's okay. Paul tells us right here that it's okay. So that's it, man. That's all I've got for you guys today. I really hope that you guys got a little bit of something from this. I hope it lifted you guys up. 
I hope it encouraged you. I hope it challenged you a little bit. I hope it did all those things or maybe just one of those things. That would be really, really great. Uh, if you guys wanted to rate or review the podcast, that would help me out a ton. It really helps to get the message out to more people. If you want to take 10 seconds and just leave me a rating and a review, that would really, truly be amazing. If you're on Apple iTunes, it's not that easy to leave a review, by the way. You have to go into the episodes. So you have to like click into all the episodes, like the library. Then you have to go all the way down to the bottom. You have to go all the way down to the bottom. And that's where you will find the write a review uh, option. So if you've never done that before, that's how you do that in Apple uh, iTunes podcasts, at least. I can't speak for the other ones because I don't use them. So, but uh, if you're listening to this in Apple, that's how you do that. And then, of course, you know, head down into the description, check out some of the other content there the YouTube channel, other podcast episodes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all that stuff. And so, uh, you guys are amazing. You guys are the best. I will be praying for you guys uh, in the coming days and weeks, collectively as a unit, since I don't know who might be listening to this individually outside of my mom. And so I really, really pray that you guys are blessed in the coming days. So we'll see you guys next time.